Hello, and welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark, and I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. Rollins Around Town is a showcase of outstanding people who make dynamic and important contributions to the Rollins campus or throughout Central Florida. In both cases, these are difference makers who help uplift the mission and brand of Rollins and who help make our region a special place to live, learn, and work. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Mark Johnston. Mark is the Allen and Sandra Gary Professor of Marketing and Ethics at the Crummer Graduate School of Business at Rollins College. His research focuses on the topics of Salesforce effectiveness, salesperson motivation, CEO priorities, employee turnover, and ethical business strategy. He is also noted for his expertise in teaching seminars on a variety of international marketing topics. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today on Rollins Around Town. Thank you. It's great to be here. And for those who are listening live on WPRK, Mark hosts the show right before Rollins Around Town, an awesome um, two-hour show every Wednesday morning uh, featuring classical rock music. So how, just sort of start with that. How, how, what's the genesis well, of that for you? Um, first of all, because I love rock music, right? And, and uh, all of the music we're playing in that show is music I grew up with. And uh, as, as you're aware, uh, in the summer when everyone's gone, uh, Greg Golden, uh, the director of the station, he sends out that email going, hey, faculty and staff, <laughs> would you like to come and do an hour yes. um, as a DJ? So I've done that with uh, Greg Marshall, who's also at the Crummer School. And then this past summer, I came in and just did it on my own. Uh, and I was chatting with Greg and I said, Greg, you know, I really, this is fun for me. Uh, do you, can you use any help? And um, he's like, well, sure. Show up on Wednesday mornings at 7 and uh, play some music you like. So I love it. Wow. Um, that's, that's how it got started. That's fantastic. Again, those uh, in Central Florida can tune in to 91.5 on Wednesday mornings at 7 and uh, listen to the show. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's really good stuff. So let's get down to, to, to a little bit more about Rollins Around Town yep. and, and you. And so give us the, you know, the quick version. We try to get a little background on our, on our guests. Yep. So where'd you grow up, Mark? And, and how'd you sort of, what, what, was, what was, you know, your route to, to becoming a, a, a professor? Well, there, I, I'll give you the short version because it's actually a long story, <laughs> okay. but the, the, I grew up in the Midwest in the Chicago area, got my uh, PhD from Texas A&M and went to LSU over in Baton Rouge. And I was there and and happy, and you know, I'd got tenure and all of that stuff going on. And um, I, there was a professor here at the time, Carol Anderson, who also got her PhD from Texas A&M, and she emailed me. Uh, well, this was yeah, email was around. <laughs> That's how long ago. Right. But um, she emails me and she says, "Hey, Mark, you know, there's a position here at at Crummer. It might be a good fit for you if you're interested." And, um, you know, LSU, big, huge state school. And I thought, you know, it might be fun to do something different. So I came over here and um, uh, it worked out for me to, to come. That's fantastic. Did you go right from college to master's to Ph.D.? No, that's that's a great question. No, I actually I went uh, after I got my undergraduate degree, I went out and I worked for five years. I was in sales and um, I, I was doing okay, and they came to me, and the, this was in the ph photographic industry. It's a company called Canon. It's actually when people still used cameras, right, <laughs> know, instead yes. of our phones. And um, they said, hey, you know, why don't you um, 
uh, think about getting an MBA because it would be great to move you into management and so forth. So I took that to heart and, and went and got my MBA there in Illinois and then um, went and ended up getting my PhD. Fantastic. Where we, where'd you grow up in the Midwest? I spent two stints in, in Chicago. So I, It a, was a in the fan. suburbs, uh, Palatine, yeah. Arlington, Northwest suburbs. Yeah, fantastic. So, yep. Great place. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about this too. Are you, are you the longest t- serving faculty <laughs> member right now at Crummer? If you hang around long enough, you become the longest serving <laughs> wow. member, right? So that's what's happened. I've hung around long enough to where, yes, we, well, a couple of years ago, we lost, uh, we didn't lose, but Sam Serto yeah. retired and, yeah. and some other faculty retired. That's so awesome. I believe I'm now, yeah. You also have to be pretty good. So that's well, just a minor point. Well, thank you. I don't you're know. pretty good. So in your experience, you know, what, what makes Crummer the number one ranked MBA program in Florida and one of the top in the country? You know, that's a, uh, that's a great question. And um, we, we do, uh, as a faculty, we think about this a lot. Uh, the, the short answer to that is, is that we're focused on delivering a great education, an ed- educational experience to the students, just like the broader mission of Rollins. And, and we... We believe that that involves um, giving back to the community. We believe that that's being ethical, but that also means, in our case, uh, giving a very good understanding of basic business principles and how you can be a a business leader that makes a difference. And that is, you know, something that uh, the faculty at Crummer get up every morning thinking about how can we do that better. That's awesome. How about the curriculum? You know, uh, when you think about the curriculum today, how much has it evolved uh, and changed oh, since oh, you got here? Oh, oh, oh. Well, um, <laughs> or even since you even took, you know, got your MBA, maybe even more interesting. Yeah, it's changed dramatically. I mean, the the we we focus uh, at Crummer just like Rollins does on not being static, but looking forward, like. What's the curriculum that we need to deliver to students to make them successful five years from now, 10 years from now? And as a function of that, we have not been afraid, just like Rollins isn't, we've not been afraid to make dramatic changes to our curriculum. We we made a a dramatic change in the curriculum just a couple of years ago. We introduced courses on design thinking and critical thinking to help prepare students to be successful uh, in the, you know, in the future. Yeah. Um, so we, we, our, our Crummer, our, our Crummer curriculum is, is, uh, in, in a constant state of review and, and, um, innovation. It's, uh, you know, there's, you read about these statistics all the time when people talk about higher ed in general and how the, you know, the jobs in the next five, 10, 20 years, like they, they don't even exist today. Right. And so how do you as a faculty member and a professor I, consider that? You know, that, that is the, the challenge is is how do you predict the future right because nobody knows it <laughs> yeah and um, the the faculty at Crummer, I, I believe I mean there's great faculty all over the country but our faculty we're, we're very outward looking we we are engaged all over the world we write books that that are sold all over the world and we do we, we do a lot of consulting and so for us we're out there in the community looking at what we see businesses doing yeah. so for us I think it's it's bringing the experiences we have out and and talking to our colleagues and again uh, we're we're not afraid to uh, bring in other people that that might give us guidance on curriculum and so forth yeah 
Let's talk about your, you know, your ethics, mm-hmm. um, n- not mm-hmm. your personal ethics. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope they're good, but I, yes. I would, let's, I would let's, imagine yeah. they align, but has ethics always been a part of your teaching and expertise or was there a time in, in life or in business out in, in America where you said this, this needs to be focused more and, and taught more? Well, you know, I, I think if you're in business today, ethics is Matter. really at the foundation. Yes. Uh, and certainly at the foundation of Rollins and, and the educational experience you have at Rollins. But uh, while I would say I was engaged in teaching ethical business principles uh, when I was at LSU and, and certainly learned them while I was getting my PhD, you know, you come to the table with a certain ethical perspective, which I did. Yeah. And um, my 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 real focus, I think, though, started because the of the generosity and uh, insight of the Geary's uh, when they created or, or gave their money to, to Rollins, one of the things they wanted to do was say, hey, look, this chair in business, part of their focus needs to be on, on business ethics. And so th- when I was awarded the chair, one of the things I was asked, and President Bornstein, you know, one of the things I was asked is, is, is ethics important to you? Do you have a record of, of ethical research? And will you commit to doing that in the future? And I said, yes, of course, I'd be happy to do it. And I'm interested in doing that. And so uh, that's really when I think uh, my interest expanded greatly in in this area of ethics. That's great. It's fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about the, 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 you know, Crummer in the community Mm -hmm. um, and maybe sort of start with students. what do you see uh, and where do you see students getting involved with local businesses, nonprofits, other organizations, and really, you know, uh, engaging uh, within the, uh, the Central well, Florida community? You know, it's, um, it, it's, it's a focus of Rollins, right? We want engaged. We want people to be engaged in the community. That's an important part of what Rollins is. Yeah. And that is an absolutely essential part of, of the experience at Crummer. We, we have created a curriculum that is designed to get the students engaged in a variety of ways. Uh, uh, Many of our classes have projects. We actually, in the second year of our early advantage program and our professional program, we have the integrated capstone experience, which puts students in uh, on projects for uh, for for-profit companies, but also for many community organizations. And the students have a variety of opportunities to be engaged in the community. And again, for, for us, that is, it's an essential part of becoming a leader in the community, but it is also a great way for the students to learn and, and apply what they're learning in the classroom. And that's right. really a key driver for us on these. And the other interesting part I, I, I would think about, you know, teaching is that you teach students of a, of a quite uh, diverse age group. Uh, you certainly have some yep. students, Rollins students who are on the 3-2 program, yep. and then you have professional and executive, yeah. and now even the PhD students. So you get probably from 20 to 60, uh, 50? We, we, absolutely. I mean, and this is, for, from my perspective as a professor, this is the fun part, right? Yeah. To go into a classroom of early advantage students and and see them excited about business and and be very open to talking about that and learning and kind of soaking it all up. And then going and speaking with 
executives who've been there and done it, but are coming back because they want to learn more and they yeah. want to be better business leaders. So the conversations are different, but both are very exciting. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about the students, um, and maybe it's roughly the same answer, but you, I know, and, and most of your colleagues, I also know, get, you know, very involved in the community and community projects yeah. and consulting and more. Yeah. Any, any highlights from your career and your time here in Central well, Florida? Yeah, it, uh, when I first arrived, um, I got involved in projects right away, and um, I spent several years getting connected with uh, the Red Cross here in Central mm -hmm. Florida yep. and working with them quite closely. But over the years, I've worked with so many mm -hmm. different community organizations, Second Harvest, which is a great friend of Rollins yes. and and Crummer, and um, just a variety of different organizations, and as well as, you know, the big companies, everything from Disney down to small, uh, small businesses here in Florida. So a variety of different types of organizations, which again, is part of the Crummer experience. If you want to go big corporate, you know, there's certainly, and, and that also includes, you know, going up to Wall Street, because we have many right. graduates up on Wall Street. So everything from big corporate down to entrepreneurship, which is, again, today uh, with many young people, they want to own their own business. They want to be their own boss. They have a great business idea. So our entrepreneurship center, uh, Pete McAlinden and the yeah. folks there do an awesome job of really uh, helping students that have an interest in, in entrepreneurship to, to you know, make that dream work. Yeah, love that. It, it makes me think, and, and I'm, I'm curious to know your uh, reaction, but I love the thought of, of Crummer having a presence across the street in the Innovation Triangle, which you know we, I think I've talked about right. on the show before. And for those who don't know, it's, a, it's the project of moving the Rollins Museum of Art across the street from the Alphand Inn, and then also having Crummer sort of have some executive offices and mm -hmm. classrooms and conference space mm -hmm. over there as well uh, in this triangle with the Alphand Inn. Right. The museum and and the business school and so to have our students there to have our faculty there I think uh, the impact to the raw to the Winter Park community I think um, will be impactful and and probably ultimately to the Central Florida community how, how are you and your colleagues thinking about that move <laughs> we're excited yeah we're excited about it and um, looking forward to moving from you know the the stage we're in now to um, getting it built and, and getting in over there and delivering on the promise of Rollins and the promise of Crummer to deliver great executive education um, in, in Central Florida and even beyond. I mean, our students come from all over the world. So Yeah, I think that's probably a, an unappreciated and maybe even an unknown uh, mm -hmm. fact uh, you know, within, within Rollins and the Central Florida community is that these uh, executive programs where students literally come in for the for a weekend, a month, mm -hmm. or a couple mm -hmm. days, a month. Uh, they come from all over the world. They absolutely do. And our EDBA program, um, we, we do have students from literally all over the world who, just as you say, they fly in every month. Yeah. Um, and that speaks to, I think, the quality of the program. It, it speaks to the people that have gone before because what ends up happening is that people come, they get their, their EDBA, and they go back to their communities and say, hey, I had this great experience, and then – so it's it's yeah. kind of a self-building. Beautiful. Doesn't hurt to have a nice hotel right across the street. It too, so. doesn't <laughs> hurt to have a nice hotel right across the street, no. So I think I've talked about this with some other guests, but but higher ed in general, you know, has a challenging business model. Um, 
do you guys, you know, do you and your colleagues ever sit around and think, you know, we, we, we got to do it a different way. We got to try a different approach. Um, it's hard and, and it's hard to run a college and, and an MBA program. Um, what's your, you know, sort of take on the business model of higher ed? We look at the business model of, of Crummer yeah. and Rollins broadly, but, but Crummer specifically all the time. It is a challenge. There are a lot of ways that people can get an education. Um, and so for us, uh, it really comes down to, I'm, an, I'm a marketing guy as well as ethics, but I'm a market, well, I hope I'm both an yes. ethical marketing guy, but um, part of me is on the marketing side. And for me, I always look at what's the value proposition, right? What, right. what value are we delivering? in this case to students or executives or whoever chooses to come to Cromer. So we focus a great deal on making sure that the value that we deliver is um, is of a high standard because that's the, the standard that we've set and that Rollins sets. And uh, as a function of that, we're constantly evaluating our programs, our curriculum and so forth as we talked about before. So for, for us, the challenge around this business model is is very real, and um, uh, you know it, it, the pandemic created a unique set of circumstances. But now the the world's trying to come out of that, so a new set of circumstances are being created. Right. And so talk a little bit about that. How was you know the academic year uh, through the pandemic for you? Uh, teaching, I guess, all virtually? We were mostly? virtual, yeah. yes. Like We ran with Rollins' uh, uh, yeah, yeah. calendar. How was so, that? Um, uh, well, I, let's, I'm just glad it's in the rearview mirror. <laughs> let's put it that way. It was a huge challenge, much as it was for the rest of the world. For us, as it was for Rollins and the world, I mean, literally, it was in, in the span of a week, right? We went from like, okay, we're open to no, we're not open and let's try and figure out how we're going to do this virtually. And then, you know, starting a year ago, how do we try and start to open things up gradually? Because we know, because the students told us, we want to be back in the classroom. We want to be there, which is, you know, one of the keys to the Rollins experience and the Crummer experience. So we worked Dean Crown and, and, and a whole bunch of people at Crummer worked very hard to not only make it virtual when we needed to be 100% virtual, but make it kind of a hybrid when we needed to be hybrid. And that actually proved to be a huge challenge in the kind of like, how do we mix people that want to be virtual for a variety of reasons with people that want to be in the classroom? Yeah. And and make everybody, you know, try and keep everybody healthy and safe. Right. Tough. Uh, yeah, extra tough. And I, I think it's probably something that a, a lot of people, myself, probably inclu- included at the front end, just mm-hmm. didn't fully appreciate how hard it was for faculty, um, number one, to teach virtually, because that's just not your <laughs> style, not why you chose Rollins no. uh, or Crummer for right. that matter. And um, and then even the hybrid model, is, too, is very difficult. It was it was a challenge because yeah. you're, you're there's people out there that, you know, they're sitting out there and wherever they are, yeah. you want to get them engaged. The students are in front of you. They want to be engaged. It, it, it was it was quite challenging. Yeah. Quite challenging. What's your what's the best example of marketing? You know that comes to mind when someone says great marketing. What pops into Mark Johnson's well, head? <laughs> you know, today in the radio show, I was playing um, uh, uh, a song that um, ended up. 
um, you only live twice, and and I mentioned Mad Men. Yeah. So it, it to me, um, and Mad Men, if you remember that show, was all about advertising, yeah. right? And um, at the very last episode in the last show, uh, Don Draper is the main character. He's kind of thinking about himself, and he contemplates, and you see that kind of crazy smile, and it does a smash cut to. I'd like to teach the world to sing by Coke, which was an ad. Yeah, and I—I I, I mean, it's classic, and it's now what forty years old or whatever. But um, when—and there's lots of current examples of great marketing. But I think when I—I uh, I think of great marketing, that is a song that transcended um, selling um, a Coke to getting people to make have a feeling about being connected. Right. And, you know, great marketing actually uh, is about connecting people with emotion and um, and with products. Yeah. So uh, how does a marketing guy like you sit back and watch Crummer? Let's just talk, you know, specifically mm-hmm. about Crummer. Mm-hmm. Market. Do you sit there and say, guys, you're missing the boat. You're not doing it right. Or, or do you sit back and say, you guys are money? Or do you just not even pay attention and hope that they keep bringing you students? <laughs> Well, first of all, we have a great team. Which you do. Uh, there, Craig Kaufman and, yes. and everyone there that works with Craig does an absolutely great job. And, and uh, uh, under the direction of Dean Crown, we've made uh, uh, significant changes in how we approach our marketing message uh, to various different groups. Um, marketing of any school of business today or any uh, higher ed institution, Rollins as well, uh, is is much different than it was even say ten years ago, five years ago. Yep. So the the strategies are different. You know, obviously now we're you know we're we're delivering a message much the same way that many companies deliver a message. We look at social media. We are creating content around social media. The old days when I you know the last century when I showed up, we were handing out brochures. Right. I don't even think we print brochures. Not many. Anymore. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but the contrast to that is that the messaging now is much more personal. It's much more engaging. We want people to be actively a part of uh, the message that we're delivering to them and and what they you know how they respond to that. So the the marketing of Crummer, we're you know we're doing a great job because the when the students come. They tell us that they know a lot about the school. They're excited to be here. And um, they're also very, very good students. So for us, yeah. it's it's great. Who do you think uh, Crummer competes with the most? Well, you know, th- that is a great question because it, we've looked at this many different times. And I think it, it partly depends on who the target market is, you know, like who are we looking at? What group of our students are we looking at? If, if we're talking about our professional MBA students, you know, obviously we have that the great school down the road, uh, UCF, but that's a very different experience, right? It's a public school, huge school, right? It's, it's, it's not us, uh, but people go, well, because it's close by, it must, they must compete. But the reality is today that if professional students they can get online and they can go get an MBA from anywhere. Right. <laughs> so for, for us, with the professional students, I think we're we're competing with all a lot of other great schools that they could they could get uh, perhaps take an online MBA. Yeah. Uh, plus UCF, if it comes down 
to other criteria. Um, With our early advantage students, we could be looking at, we may compete with schools in a a student's home country, wherever that might be. But we also compete more nationally, much as Rollins does for students, at at other great schools, uh, in our case, that have colleges of business or graduate schools of business. Um, And then when we look at executives in the EDBA program, again, there's uh, some great EDBA programs uh, around the country and around the world. Um, but there, our message is, is quite strong because we do have just a premier program in that space. What, you know, it's a bit of a loaded question, but what's the value of an MBA? In other words, um, you know, obviously we get it. Um, mm-hmm. Five years, 10 years down the road, student X got his or her MBA, student Y didn't, and, and they both have work experience. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how does the MBA last a lifetime versus maybe help initially with that next job right out of school? Years ago, uh, I did some research on this Mm. with uh, another faculty, two other faculty members. Actually, uh, Keith Whittingham is still at at Crummer, and and he was on a project with me. And we looked at this, and and we found that um, there is the the classic model of what's the payback on on the cost of the MBA because there's a huge cost. Uh, of getting the MBA and then how long does it take to get it back? And what we found was that uh, for particularly like professional MBA students, there was uh, a pretty fast uh, payback, uh, break even on the degree, uh, less than five years. And, uh, you know, people think of, you know, our early advantage students think of it as, okay, how do I get that? What's the leverage for me? How do I leverage the MBA into that first job? But, you know, it's interesting because when you look at executives who've been out there and maybe done it for 10, 15 years, whatever, they come back and they go, look, you know what? I came out in 2000 and the business world is different in 2021. I need to get up to speed on what's going on now. Mm -hmm. So for them, they have a pretty clear understanding of what what they're going to get out of the MBA. They're going to get up to speed on what current business practice is. With the early advantage students, one of the challenges uh, for, for young students is thinking strategically. How do I bring all of these various parts of a business together and make decisions based on uh, a strategic perspective? Right. And that is exactly what the Crummer MBA is about. It's a, it's a strategic perspective of business, which in the undergraduate experience, and our, our business department is a, is a great department, and what it does is it provides tools like if you want to develop financial models, boom, you're going to learn how to do that. You want to develop a marketing plan, boom, you can do that. But what the MBA will do is allow you to bring all of these pieces together and think more strategically about your decision making, yeah. which is really the, the the main point of getting an MBA, particularly as a young person. Yeah, love that. You've written several books. Um co-author of Salesforce Management Mm -hmm. and Contemporary Mm -hmm. Selling and Marketing Management, Essentials of Marketing Management. Mm -hmm. I I can't really think of a smart way to ask the question because I know the answer is is right and just write a lot. (laughs) But how how does one go about writing a book? Well, a textbook. um, You know, you've got to have an idea that you can do it better. Uh, (laughs) Like what's out there now isn't quite getting it done. And uh, I've had the great privilege and honor and opportunity to work with Greg Marshall at Crummer on these books. So having a tremendous uh, co-author is, you know, part of the reason for doing it as well. 
But I, I think the key is is that in the in the books that we've written, uh, Greg and I have looked at what's out there. And for for example, in marketing management, there. There, the, the premier book for many decades was a book written by Phil Kotler, who's at Northwestern. And he created the area. And he's written, I mean, the book was like, I learned from that book. Right. But Greg and I, as, as we saw that market in the early 2000s, uh, we're like, you know, Phil, you've done a great job. You, you, there's a lot of stuff in the book, but the book doesn't really reflect necessarily what's happening in business yeah. right now evolving yeah. evolving yeah. and um so greg and i in 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 the case of that book we went to mcgraw hill and we already had a book with them and they we explained to them what we wanted to do and they go yeah let's do it and we we're now the fourth edition is just getting ready to come out but uh we've had you know, one of the keys for us in, in that book, as it is with, with all of our books, is to say, all right, look, how do we make this book relevant today, but also very readable? I mean, for us, we've read a lot of textbooks with, um, and, and those of you that use our textbooks, I hope this isn't the case, but uh, we, we've read a lot of textbooks by five or 10 pages in, you're like, I'm done. My, my brain is exploding. Right. So uh, we've tried to write the books in a way that not only conveys the information, but does it in a way that is uh, entertaining and hopefully that people will remember. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, I, was, I asked this, well, actually, he's talking about the evolution you know, of books and, and textbooks. Mm -hmm. I, I have to believe that being in a market like Orlando mm -hmm. uh, and Central Florida mm -hmm is a real asset and an advantage for, for particularly for an MBA program. It certainly is for, for Rollins in, in the ceiling. Mm -hmm. How has the evolution of the Central Florida business community been good for Crummer? Well, you know, we, Orlando grew. You know, it was Orange Groves before, you know, Roy showed up, Disney right. showed up. And that changed the whole dynamic. So it, when, when you look at, at Crummer when, and, and uh, our programs, um, and, and people that come into our programs for, for many, many years, uh, and even still today, we see a lot of the people in our programs are coming from businesses connected to the core of Orlando, yeah. right? The attractions business, Disney, Universal, and so forth. Um, from our perspective at Crummer, it's, it's opened up a lot of opportunities for us to work with these organizations. But I think that as, as we move around the world, I find it very interesting when I travel. Orlando is what? We're about 2 million now. So in the central Florida area. And um, I mean, that's a good sized town, but there's a lot of cities in the, in the United States that are as big or bigger than us. But anywhere I go in the world, and I'm sure this is true for all of us as we travel, when, you, when I say I'm from Orlando, I'm like, they're like, oh yeah, the happiest place on earth. <laughs> right. So um, it's, it's been a, a, a great experience, I think. And, and the other thing is, as you look particularly at some parts of the, of the country that have seen economic slowdown and so forth, and certainly the pandemic created that for everybody. But when you look at Central Florida, Florida in general, but Central Florida in particular, our economy uh, continues to do exceedingly well. And um, that that's great for us in the business school. Yeah, it's fascinating. So I ask this to all Rollins guests, and, and uh, I'll ask you the two questions. 
Um, <laughs> I do try to give a heads up, which I did, just, just so people aren't totally thrown off guard. But if you were president of Rollins for a day, what would what would the President Johnston uh, day look like, 24-hour window look like? Well, let me just first say that President Cornwell is doing an amazing Excellent. job. Uh, and uh, I have uh, – uh, yeah, he's doing an amazing job. But if I were president uh, today – I'd probably make it Fox Day. Excellent. Um, and yeah, and because but by Kramer, the way, I'm not president, so it's not really Fox Day, right? But I'd, I'd probably make it. Kramer Fox Day. does not get to enjoy the tradition of Fox Day. No, and yeah. this is something we have to communicate to our Rollins undergraduate <laughs> right. students on, the, on orientation before the the first day of class. We we bring the students in, and we're working with them, getting them ready. And one of the very first things we tell them is, "Look, your friends." are going to get Fox Day off, and they're going to be out on the lawn, and they're going to be having a great time. Yeah. You're not. See you in class. Yeah, see you in <laughs> class because we, we, you know, our schedule is we meet once a week. Right. And so uh, Fox Day is, it. um, it's, and, and, you know, I will say that Fox Day has changed so much since I first came, but, but now they do so many amazing things on campus yeah. that uh, I'm sure this, that our students find time to go do one or two things, but they're still in class. Indeed. So the other one is, you know, what's your? Do you have a favorite spot just to sort of get away on campus where you, you know, you're, you're up to your eyeballs and and students yeah. and uh, bureaucracy? Where, do, you, do you go anywhere on campus just to chill for a minute? You know, I'll tell you. For me, there's a there's a couple of places I really like going, and I, um, I'm for many years, and I brought my daughter here when she was a, since she could walk, and we would walk around campus together. And uh, my daughter, for many years, thought of Rollins as kind of like Disney because she would come here and run around <laughs> right. and play and stuff. Um, but uh, there's a couple of places. One is uh, that garden area out by uh, between the chapel and the theater. Yes. I, I love going there because I can remember when there was a street that ran through there at Rollins. And um, they, you know, mm -hmm. Rollins, the center of campus, yeah. is so beautiful. Uh, so I love going there. And then the other place I go is down past Olin there, the gazebo down there by right. the I'll by the Virginia. lake. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I have some very nice memories of that spot. Good spots. I love that. Yeah. Are you um, are you on social media that, you know, for people who are listening can track you down or um i'm i'm on facebook i you know um i'm probably a little old school i i really <laughs> i have my twitter account yeah um and i have my facebook page but um i have to be honest yeah. i'm not i'm not um i'm not as up on that as that's I, all right yeah probably better that you're focused on curriculum yeah and maybe to yeah. teaching well um Mark Johnson, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Um, you know, you are the one person that you talk to just about any Crummer graduate, and they say, <laughs> I had Mark Johnson, <laughs> I had Dr. John. They have a, a good story. That's they, because they, they've been around so long, well, Sam. That, that counts. Again, <laughs> you don't stick around if you're not good. So uh, thank you. Thanks for what you do Happy for Crummer, for Rollins, and uh, sure. for, for Central Florida community. It was a pleasure. Special thanks to Angel, our awesome Rollins student, who's our marketing coordinator and board operator. Next week, October 20th, we will be debuting our new monthly show called Talk of the Town with the City of Winter Park and the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we talked about this with Mayor Phil Anderson, and the third Wednesday of every month will now be Talk of the Town with the City, 
the Chamber, and Rollins hosting an informative and interesting show about what's going on in our awesome community. So keep updated on all of our shows and guests. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rollins Around Town and subscribe to our podcast, Rollins Around Town on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So with that, we thank you for joining in and we will see you next time.